Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 17th of July, 2023. China's economy continues to stall. The nation reporting a 6.3% expansion in its GDP year on year to be up 0.8% on the quarter. All of that's a little less than expected. There was an improvement in manufacturing, but retail sales growth disappointed amid a worried consumer. So what does this all mean for China? And what about for Australia, which relies on the nation because of the two-way trade? For more, I spoke with Raymond Chan. He's the head of Asia Desk at Morgan's. My Chinese content, it reminded me that this year, China year-on-year number will always look beautiful, always looks impressive. Why? Because, you know, the low base is a result of China lockdown exactly one year ago. Uh, Back in June 2022, so a bit over a year ago, China recorded almost no growth, zero growth. So now, obviously, uh, China reopened at the beginning of this calendar year. One year on, today we got 6.3% uh, from a low base. Um, so we, we think, you know, the bounce back is pretty weak. More importantly, these figures is actually well below uh, the already cautious market expectation of 6.9%. Which part of the Chinese economy is causing the most concern? On t- let's take a step back. I think most people are very comfortable with the household saving in China. They have a record household saving, you know, uh, close to eighteen trillion dollars RMB um, at the end of twenty twenty two. Now the issue with China that caused the concern by Moses. People don't want to spend. But why people do not want to spend? Because they, they, there's a number of uncertainty. We have, you know, the property sector being very uncertain. We have the social unrest uh, as a result of unfinished of the plan product. We have the youth unemployment. Today's figures telling us there's another record youth unemployment rate of um, 21.4%. Last, last month was a record. So that was the May figures. Today is the June figures, another record. So with so many um, young uh, uh, youngsters unable to find jobs uh, in China, that caused a lot of concern. And remember, there's very limited safety net in China, so people pretty much have to rely on the own rely on their own saving. And more so, of course, you know, people have concern about deflation. The, the recent CPI figure seems to be again below market expectation. Last but not least, we have the local, we have the local government debt. As long as the local government finance vehicle, that seems to, you know, caught a bit of attention of late as well. That's interesting about the um, savings comment that you made. So there's the potential for this savings to be made. So with that in mind, what do you think all of this means for the potential of more economic stimulus? Because we know that the central bank in China over the past three, four weeks has already been cutting uh, some key interest rates to, to try to stimulate the economy. Since the beginning of June, uh, we have seen a, num- a number of measures uh, by the Chinese government, ranging from support for the EV, support for the uh, for the 
uh, property declaration. Uh, we have, you know, uh, the, the Chinese premier meeting with the platform um, um, company to show support. Um, however, with today's Chinese figures below market expectation, it all pointing to the likelihood of stimulus. There could be, you know, a China uh, Politburo meeting toward the end of this month. Last year, we have the same meeting um, on the 28th of July. This year is yet to be announced, but it will be around the same time. The meeting is important because this is when major policy to be announced. Um, so I think, you know, that there's still quite uh, hopeful, you know, that there will be um, a stimulus measure to be announced pretty soon. In the meantime, though, what does it mean for Australia, the economy, investors and government finances, no less? Uh, for, for China, um, in terms of, you know, in terms of our economy, I think China remains our uh, biggest trading partner. So uh, it is important uh, The China health is going to impact um, the, the product that we are selling, uh, you know, the student that we're going, going to take for our university. Um, as for the investor, uh, look, look no further than, you know, today's, uh, to this week, production report from BHP and Rio Tinto, you're going to see a weakening demand for our iron ore um, that is well flagged uh, to the market. However, I think the our, the biggest miner will uh, take the opportunity to just, you know, provide uh, a bit of their view uh, about uh you know, their, their biggest customers, uh, how do they think about, um, you know, the economy going forward? Uh, but in terms of, you know, investor, this is quite important um, uh, because this is the last production report before the August reporting season. Last but not least, uh, there's a lot of talk uh, on the local uh, government finance vehicle in China. Uh, to put it in the uh, prospective, you know, the market concern about the size of it is around $60 trillion RMB. So $60 trillion RMB is around 12 trillion Aussie. Uh, that equivalent to about half of the GDP of China or six times the Australian GDP. Okay. But take a step back out of this 60 trillion, uh, local government debt, about 40 trillion is with the uh, major Chinese bank. And that forty trillion with the uh, with those Chinese bank only account for about twelve to fifteen percent of their total lending. So first of all, you know, majority of those those debts are with the Chinese bank, and we think you know the Chinese Chinese bank will be able to well contain uh, those those debt levels. So in terms of the stimulus, uh, if there's any stimulus, one thing the central government can do is they can accelerate some of the payment to the local government to address some of that debt issue. You mentioned reporting season there. We'll talk about that in a couple of moments. But first, overall then, are you optimistic or are you pessimistic on the way China is managing itself out of the pandemic? Because there was really a lot um, riding on the success of the economy coming out of that prolonged lockdown. And there was a bit of um, excitement towards the beginning of the year from investors. Absolutely. You know, uh, we we recall, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, most investment banks were pretty optimistic on uh, China reopening. So the China reopening itself is a trade. Now, of course, you know, with the month on month figures disappoint, um, most of these um, 
optimistic comment has long gone, uh, and they are now getting really bearish. That actually, in turn, make the investment in China or China-related investment less risky because of the low low expectation. So I think uh, the way we look at it is, you know, always uh, find I always find uh, opportunity, you know, when people's getting so bearish out there on a particular investment. One good example is Japan. You know, last year or for the past twenty years, no one really want to talk about Japan, but there we are. A bit of good news: Japan is on a multi-decade high in terms of their share price performance. So uh, never, never this this can't. Uh, these are second biggest uh, economy in the world and our biggest trading partners. Raymond Chan there from Morgan's. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. There wasn't a lot of reaction on the Australian share market, which fell only slightly. The S&P ASX 200 down 0.1%, 7,298. What does this all mean for investors? And what does it mean for Australia, this economic slowdown in China? I continue my conversation with Raymond Chan from Morgan's. Uh, the market is pretty flat, but what I note is uh, as soon as the China figures coming out, uh, the miner actually fell less. Uh, the that could be hope, you know, that could be some sort of stimulus plan coming out soon. Um, and, and more so, um, uh, I think, um, for, for now, uh, after a big week last week on the Australian share market, um, we usually see a bit of profit ticking, but today the market are quite well contained. So that actually, um, uh, I see it, uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty steady. Uh, and, uh, I think a lot of people are, sort of holding off to see what happened to the production report toward uh, the end of the week. Okay. Um, speaking of reports, reporting season starting quite soon, I think towards the end of the month, uh, August as well. Um, what are you expecting come from it? Um, we we talk, the market talked a lot about, about the China slowdown, but uh, across the board globally, the PMI, the leading indicator of the economic growth, are slowing down. Yes, we have a pocket of few countries doing really well. The PMI is still going up, such as India, but um, the like of US, uh, you know, Europe, uh, econo- economy is pretty weak. Australia is not immune from earning deterioration because uh, with weaker economy, we are likely to see weaker earnings from the company. So far, you know, when we look at um, the uh, ASX 200 for a financial year 24. So this financial year, uh, the the consensus is looking for an earning uh, to go down by about 3%. Uh, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, but of course, you know, we come from an environment, you know, initially the market expecting, you know, the, the earnings to up 5%. Now we have done 3%. So that certainly sends some disappointment to some investors. And when we look at, Where's the biggest earning downgrade coming from? We have, you know, the finance, the energy company, and the consumer stock getting the most downgrade. And on average, about 50% of the company, uh, we expect there will be an earning downfall for this financial year. Um, so, you know, that, that I think that this is the backdrop for the, for the reporting season. Uh, yes, there, there will be earning downgrade. Uh, there will be some disappointment. However, much of this already factored into the share price. Uh, and when I look, 
one year on, which is financial year 25, actually the market is looking at earning bounce back by 5%. So yeah, love is not lost for, for the share market. And very quickly, in the meantime then, where are the opportunities for investors? Uh, for the for the investors, uh, I think the defensive stocks are continuing to do uh, really well. I think they will uh, report pretty respectable earnings. Um, however, more so lately, I think the small cap could be an opportunity. The small cap stocks has really significantly underperformed the rest of the market, not just in Australia, but globally. I think small cap company, a smaller company, you know, will be an opportunity for financial year 24. Uh, for some of the investors, smaller company may be too risky for them. However, you know, we can uh, rely on some of the funds manager who are, are specialized in those areas so that we have a diversification in our portfolio. That's Raymond Chan there, the head of the Asian desk at Morgan's. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.